Welcome to the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. I'm Ben Trueblood, alongside John Paul Basham. Oh, the second yo. Two yo's in this episode. (laughs) Yo-yo's. Do you yo-yo? I do not yo-yo. Although I do yo-yo watching a proficient yo-yoer. Is that what they're (laughs) called? (laughs) <laughs> that would be that would be what I call them. Caroline, do you have you been known to yo-yo? Uh, not successfully. No. Okay. No. It's a sad a sad thing to watch. I think. <laughs> well, we are here with you for another podcast episode. <laughs> this one live. Three non-yo-yoers. Uh, <laughs> so I I appreciate you watching. Uh, the audio will be available on the podcast as we normally do. Uh, through podcast platforms, Apple and Spotify. I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review on those platforms. It helps people find the podcast as they search for student ministry content. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. We also love to know what you think of the podcast because we do it for you and we want to keep making it better. And yes, that was classic student ministry stalling. Maybe not as it's fi- at its finest, but there nonetheless. So, all right, here we go. We are super excited because this is launch week for the Better Than Life study written by Caroline, who is on this episode with us. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited about this study and I'm always loving I get to talk about it. So you, uh, this study, and so just as a heads up, like if you're like, okay, this is going to be like a whole preview on the study. It's going to be much more than that. But we do want to talk about this study because Caroline, this study actually comes from something that you've been developing for a long time. Um, Before we get to that, that's the teaser. All right. Uh, I want to introduce you to the folks. Uh, So Caroline's a writer, pastor's wife, a mom uh, has a ministry that she started with some friends called Story and Soul, and you can follow her and her writing at Writer Caroline on social. Um, so before we get into this process that you've been developing for a lot of years that ended up in the study, I would love for you just to kind of fill in more of the gaps on who you are. And uh, so take it away. Sure. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I am all the things that you said, and I am also a lifelong church girl. I have always loved the church. I felt drawn to Jesus when I was about eight. And I remember being eight years old and feeling hungry for my Bible. I really, really wanted to know God's word. I wanted to read it. And then throughout my life, sometimes that was true that I wanted to read it. And sometimes it was not. And a lot of the time, I felt like I should read the Bible because I didn't want God to be mad at me or disappointed. And I kind of felt like I had to maybe earn my righteousness or earn my daughtership Mm. or something like that, earn his affection for me. And so reading the Bible is kind of always burdensome, but I pressed on because I needed to check that good girl box. That is something that has always been true about me is that I desire approval. And so I was always trying to get that, whether it's from people at church, whether I felt like it was from God. And what I'm realizing is that a big story of my life is that I did not fully grasp the gospel. I didn't understand that my righteousness and my daughtership were all taken care of on the cross. When I began to follow Jesus, that those things were taken care of and figuring that out. I knew it like in my head, but understanding how to actually apply it into my actual life was totally transformational. 
And so I'm so glad to be here today, not necessarily thinking of myself as somebody who strives to be a good girl, but as someone who rests in my identity as a redeemed woman. And so that is, that's just kind of like the story of, of my life and Bible reading has been a big piece of that. Um, like I said, I was always hungry for it, but then sometimes not. And it just kind of went back and forth. And no matter what, when I would read it, I noticed that the words would just kind of like pass by maybe like, like I was watching a movie or I was binging Netflix and I wasn't quite, quite grasping it as much as I wanted to grasp it. And I didn't know how, I wasn't sure how to take hold of the words. I've compared it before to like a conveyor belt. My dad works for Kellogg's sometimes. That's one of his clients for whatever his job is that I don't understand. <laughs> and Pop-Tarts will just pass by on the conveyor belt. And so I just sort of pictured myself like watching Pop-Tarts pass by, but never able to like actually grab a Pop-Tart and see what it tasted like. And then over the years, I began to get some equipping about how to study the Bible rather than just reading it. I didn't know there's things you can do besides just literally read the words. And that is when I felt like the conveyor belt either slowed down or stopped and I could just taste the pop chart, if you will. We can just push this metaphor as far as y'all want to push it. I like the pop chart. <laughs> yes, continue. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're all a big fan of pop charts over here. I don't know that I trust yes. people who aren't a big fan of pop charts. So good to know that good to know how y'all feel. But um, yeah, I mean, I felt like I finally understood like what the psalmist was saying when he says um, that God's word is sweet like honey that always sounded like just a weird like spiritual thing to say and not a normal thing to say and then I finally understood it that I was like actually this really is delicious like this just feeds my soul and it's not just that it's like good for me the way vegetables are good for me but it's that it tastes good in the same way that you know the pop tart or whatever would taste good. That's the beauty of God's word. It's not just good for us. It tastes good. And it's such a gift when we can understand how to slow down that conveyor belt and take hold of, of the good stuff. I love that. I love pop tarts. Uh, if you, <laughs> if you're watching with us, uh, so let, let's, here's some things to get the chat rolling here. Put your favorite pop tart in the chat. And as always, <laughs> we're going to be at, like this live. So if you have questions that come up, for Caroline, put those in too, and we'll make sure that we pass those along. So if you have questions about her study or her ministry, uh, feel free to put those in. Uh, Andrew Bolton, good to see you, buddy. Um, so with that in mind, um, I would love to hear more about uh, this study in particular and how you came to this place, because the subtitle, like how to study the Bible and like it. So hearing a little bit about your story really like draws that subtitle in that's like okay let's teach people how to to like studying their bible like it's not just some other school yeah. subject it's not just but how to love it so i would love to hear how uh this method came about for you you've been working on it. it's been a part of your life for a while so talk about that i'd love to hear more about the method specifically that you use to teach people okay sure yeah i mean i think I think this was probably about five or six years ago that I first began to get some equipping for how to study the Bible. I read Jen Wilkins' book, Women of the Word. And I'm telling you, I actually heard her speak somewhere and I was jaw dropped the whole time. And I was like, oh my goodness, whatever she does, I want to do that. So I like elbowed people out of my way because turns out she had a book in the lobby. And I was like, y'all better get out of the way. I'm going to get that book. I need to meet something. And I'm telling you, I literally read the book that night and the next day. 
And within a week, I had girls from our student ministry and other leaders in my house. And I was like, time for me to teach you everything I learned in this book. And from that point on, I was just voracious for information about how to study the Bible because I could so clearly see how it would be transformative. And it absolutely changed my relationship with the Bible. And so over time, I've been gathering these tools and trying, and, and they're tools that have been around for a long time. You know, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking, but what I have been trying to do was take something that maybe sometimes is presented kind of academically and present it in a way that's accessible for, for Caroline, you know, 15 years ago. That's, that's who I keep thinking of. I'm like, what if I had been able to read it, read the Bible transformatively in high school? What if I'd been able to do that in middle school? Like, how could life be different? And so I've really been passionate about being able to share Bible reading tools in a way that's super accessible, super manageable. And the reason for that is that structure, as boring as that sounds, like I just hear the word structure and I want to take a nap. But as boring as it sounds, it's so essential for delight. And I, I say this in the study, but one of the things that if you pay attention, you can see it everywhere, that structure, sorry, delight is always propped up by structure. Hmm. So for example, if you are going to ride a roller coaster, the reason the roller coaster is delightful is because somebody has paid careful attention to the structure of it. The structure is what makes the delight possible. If the structure was not there, well, I mean, time to go to the hospital. Like this is not going to go great. <laughs> That's right. And then it's the same thing for it's the same thing for cooking. You know, like and, and I know this personally because I um, my poor husband when we first got married and I was like I'm going to be the best wife ever and I decided to cook but I didn't want to follow recipes because they just felt like really oppressive or something, and so I would just like like follow my inspiration and make things and they were always gross just always. And I kept doing it. My husband was like, I mean, I don't know how to tell you this, but if you could try a recipe next time, that'd be great. <laughs> and what I realized was, you know, chefs might be inspired sometimes when they cook, but the only reason that works is because they have years of structure under their belt and the best recipes are carefully measured and carefully thought through. And the structure is what props up the delight. And so Bible reading is no different. This is just a principle that God has woven into the world that when we are faithful to use certain structures or certain recipes or whatever, our delight can be so much more supported. And so that is the other thing that when I want to share these structures with girls, I want to be like, it's not structured just so, I don't know, just so you can check the good girl box. It's because there's delight awaiting you. And I don't want you to miss any of that. So structure and delight have this very interesting relationship. And um, yeah, it makes me motivated to pursue the structure when I realize that, that God has, has often made that a pathway for delight. Caroline, I John Paul, I'm, I, I want to let you get in here in just a second, but I don't want to forget this. Okay. Uh, we, we do have giveaways that were done by uh, through Lifeway Girls. So if, you've, if you're not familiar with Lifeway Girls, go follow the Lifeway Girls stuff. They, uh, they ran a giveaway for this. So this is the teaser for uh, Caroline's going to give the names of the winners of Woo! the study right towards the end of the podcast. So I wanted to make sure and mention that uh, as we get into this. So winners, you will be announced in just a little while. So hang Don't in. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 
I was going to say what I, what I have loved about getting to know you from the first time that we talked and said, hey, what do you think about writing a Bible study with us to working through the writer's conference and just hearing uh, and, and watching your mind work through uh, the content that's in this study is that you can absolutely see that transition that has happened in your life from, like you've said, checking the good girl box to really delighting in the word. I love to go to your Instagram profile and, and just watch um, how you interact with your own life. Uh, you're so <laughs> lighthearted about everything that kind of comes across the path, but at the same time, there's, there's a lightheartedness, but there's also such a clear depth and dedication and passion to dig into what is the truth in this you know here's a funny yeah. thing that happened but what do i see in the word what do i see right. the lord doing and i think it just speaks to that marriage that you describe so well of that structure propping up delight and it's because of your your own study and your own dedication to this structure in bible study uh, I think you're such a great model of being able to understand and interpret and discern what's going on around you and what the Lord is calling you to and how he's speaking to you from, from scripture and how he's calling us out as a result of being a strong student in scripture. And it's this as you dig into the structure and you delight, you want to dig in deeper. And, yes. and that cycle just carries you further and further and further. Uh, and so you were talking about, you know, thinking about, you know, what would Caroline, how, how would Caroline 15 years ago benefited mm -hmm. from this? It's so important for a, a student ministry leader to think along those lines, man, if I can get my girls plugged into this kind of a study and get them in that cycle now, yes. to just imagine how deep that cycle could take mm. them 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road is really an, an inspiring thought process. It's an inspiring thing to, to uh, exercise, to go through, because we all want to say, Okay, Lord, take take these girls, take these students and do something huge with them. You know, accomplish everything that you want through their life. We we want my pastor in Virginia would often say, you know, the pinnacle of our ministry is the ground floor of the ministry of those that we're leading. And so what what could that look like? What heights could they reach? What things could yeah. they accomplish with the Lord? How could they lead their families one day? How could they disciple their kids one day? What? There's just no limit to what they could do, but it starts with teaching them to understand how to really love and delight in the word. Totally. And I, I, that exactly what you said is what fires me up so much that what, that what, made me so excited about this study in particular is that it's an investment in the long term and even you know like culture right now everything's so weird and it can be so it can make you want to despair but I really have thought multiple times I'm like you know what I'm so honored that I get to be a part of something that could potentially train girls to read their bible with integrity and what does that mean for the world? You know, we look around and, and things can feel so terrible, but imagine this 
huge number of girls who understand how to interact with God's word with integrity, how to read it, you know, in context and how to apply it to their lives in a meaningful way. And what does that mean for the world? I mean, that excites me so, so much. And I even think about my, my daughter, she's six. And I'm thinking about some of the women who will pour into her, you know, potentially I can pour into them now. And, and so I'm like even investing in my own family. So I just love that. And I love that God has created the church to function around discipleship of us training those under us to love God's word. And I'm training their taste buds even now to crave the proper things or, or even what I notice about God's word is it helps me see, makes me pay attention to the fact that there are cravings in my soul and that sometimes I look to meet those cravings in other places and time after time, of course, that, that doesn't deliver what the world promises it will deliver. And that's when I remember, oh, you know what? The only thing that's actually better than life is God's steadfast love. And the place where I learned about that is the Bible. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited about this study. I just believe that God's word is truly transformative. And if this will provide a shorter road for girls to be able to interact with God's word in a meaningful way, then I just like couldn't be more fired up about that. <laughs> so I would love for you, as we're talking about this structure, uh, that props up delight. I'd love for you to to walk us through what this COIA method looks like. Not that you always have to say it COIA, so <laughs> pronounce it. <laughs> but just no, you sure. have to. That's that's yeah. one of the rules. You have to. Okay, you have to. <laughs> so COIA is not acceptable here. <laughs> no, no. Um, Caroline, walk us through what this looks like and. Uh, what are the stops along the way in the system? And then why in that order? Why, why did you put it together the way that you have? Oh, yeah. Okay. So this, this is um, basically what it is, is basically inductive study. And C stands for context. Context is huge because there are 66 books in the Bible. Well, they're all written in different ways. So you might be reading a poem. You might be reading law. You might be reading a letter. And we do this naturally in our normal lives. You know, I'm not going to read Ikea instructions the same way I would read a poem, but we'll read the Bible and read it all the same way. And no wonder it doesn't make sense to us because if you're going to try to be inspired by the Ikea instructions to put together your dresser, it's not going to go great. And if you're going to try to put together an Ikea dresser with a poem, like it's not going to work. So paying attention to the context of the book is everything it's yeah. everything it's so huge it's so transformative and so that is the place to start because we've all been taken out of context we all know how frustrating that can be we all know that it damages how well you're understood and even damages your relationship I know there's been times when I've been taken out of context or I've taken someone out of context and it's actually detrimental to the relationship and how we understand one another's character so yeah. imagine if you take God's word out of context you're going to misunderstand his character so context has got to be first. Otherwise, you're going to be setting up a weird dresser or trying to be inspired by IKEA dresser instructions or something. <laughs> Which, then, by the way, then, are pretty terrible. Uh, terrible. Crystal terrible. and I just bought a sectional. And we God wanted bless. to buy a cheap sectional because we have four kids under seven. And so nothing's right. going to really last all that long. So we bought one from IKEA. It doesn't have words in the instruction. <laughs> there weren't any words. They were all Just pictures. So yeah, there's like, I think 
I sent, I think, Ben, I sent you a picture of our garage when they delivered all the boxes, didn't I? I think I texted yes. you one. There were like 24 <laughs> boxes to this sectional. Yep. <laughs> and we had, and it's made up of four different kinds of, pro, you know, they all, it's four different names that come together to build this sectional. And so I had four different picture books that we had to figure out how does this picture book match up with this picture book? That was not cool. And of course, not at the front cool. of all of them, there's the phone number for help. <laughs> Call this number. <laughs> Three phone calls later, we got the sectional built. Oh, my I word. Love it. That's yeah, another we have a thing. dresser. Go, Go ahead, ahead Oh, <laughs> I was just going to say, we have a dresser that just nearly destroyed us all. And it's standing up and it works now, but but we just all nearly died, basically. <laughs> That's another uh, thing you can put in the chat if you like, the most difficult IKEA construction you've ever done. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we have had votes for strawberry frosted and brown cinnamon sugar Pop-Tarts, by the way. Listen, so. my in my home, every day, we have a knockdown drag out about which between those two flavors is the best. And we're a house divided. Between those two specifically. Between those exact two. No fans of the maple brown sugar? I don't even know if I've had it. I'm pretty sure that's a flavor. <laughs> Sounds good. I can solve the disagreement. The answer is s'mores. Actually, those are amazing. So that could solve it. I, I don't know. All right. So context C. Yes. <laughs> and then we've got we've got O I A. Yes. O is for observation. I love this part because sometimes we open our Bible and we are very spiritual about it, and we're like, "Time to be transformed, quick! I gotta get transformed." <laughs> and sometimes you just need to settle down. Be casual, just read, just read and try to understand what it's saying. So that's all observation is, it's paying attention, trying to figure out what it says. That's an important part because we just, I don't know, we just get weird when we open the Bible sometimes, we just get weird. So it's good to remember, hey, let's just try to understand it. I don't have to be transformed. I don't have to apply it to my life. I just need to try to understand what it says. But there's always weird stuff in the Bible, even in Better Than Life, I think it's week eight we get into some weird stuff where David is basically like saying that God's going to feed his enemy to, enemies to jackals. And you're like, is that allowed? Like, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. <laughs> so it's a little, there's always weird stuff in the Bible that we just don't know what to do with. That's when we get to I, which is interpretation. And interpretation is like, what does this mean? It's when you wrestle with it. I always tell girls, it's like, like I remember getting notes, you know, say you get a note from a crush in high school or something and you're like, what did he mean by that? And what did he mean by that? And you take it to lunch and you open it up and you're like, everyone look with me to the third line. What was he, what did he mean by this word or whatever? We naturally know how to do that. We can do the same thing with God's word where we read it. We see something weird and you're like, what, what does God mean by that? And I really think that God adds those weird parts in the Bible on purpose because it invites us. Confusion always invites us closer because we're seeking clarity. And even with Jesus, you know, he, he speaks um, sort of abstractly all the time. And there, I, there, I can think of a passage where his disciples say to him like, oh, finally, you're speaking plainly because they were so used to Jesus saying things in a, a confusing way because he wanted them to chew on it. He wanted them to really think. 
And so that part is when we're wrestling with scripture, that's an important part. It can feel like we're doing something wrong, but it actually is probably an invitation from God. Come a little closer, try to see what I mean. And I love that. So that's interpretation. And then the last part is A, this is important that it stays last because the way I used to read the Bible is I opened it up and I thought, okay, well, give me my rules for today. Like, how am yeah. I supposed to be a better Caroline? What should this look like? A is for application. And absolutely, the Bible should change the way that we live. But if you apply something before you've read it in context, before you've paid attention to what it says, before you've wrestled with what it means, you're going to have some weird stuff happening in your life. It's probably going to feel very burdensome. And usually when we read the Bible and it feels burdensome to us, it's probably evident that we have not properly understood what God is saying because his word is the word of life. It's not a word of death. It's a word of life. So even though it brings conviction and it cuts, it cuts like a surgeon would cut and not cut like a, I don't know, an intruder with a knife would cut you, you know, God cuts very carefully. And so it's always a path of life. So I think the order of that structure is super important. And like I said, it's, it's, it's basic inductive study that I've tried to communicate in a way that girls will understand in a way that's not so academic, in a way that feels accessible and approachable. And when you open your Bible, you know, a year after you've done the study, two years after you've done the study, you think, ah, COIA, okay, I can do that. That's the goal. Yeah. So we are, uh, we're going to get to those giveaways. So hang with, hang, hang in there. But I, I would love to hear just like you, I'll say it this way. When people write a Bible study or a book, um, it, it is a labor of the soul and heart. Like you put Mm. in that process, like you pour your heart out onto the page and there's there's a lot of hard work in that, and there's a lot of struggle, and there's a lot of prayerful, God, I hope you do something with this. Uh, and so I know you've been through that process. Um, so I would love to know now, what do you hope happens with this? So let me give let me give you a setting. There is a mom or a girls ministry leader or a volunteer that sits with a small group of girls and they open the cover of better than life and they begin this journey. What do you hope happens? Like as you poured your heart out into those pages and as you had those prayerful moments throughout, what was it that you were hoping God does? I hope that he captivates girls with his words. And even if it's not something that happens immediately, um, because I do believe that fruit grows slow. Mm. So it's not like I'm expecting week one that every single girl is like, I love my Bible forever. (laughs) You know, that's probably not a realistic expectation. Now we'll take it. If that's what happens, we will take it. That's fine. (laughs) But I know that it grows slow. And so I just hope that it sets girls on a path for a lifelong pursuit of knowing God and loving God Mm. and pursuing his word with integrity and with affection because we have often had people who have wielded the Bible without really understanding what it says or have been um, eager to apply it to others without applying it to themselves first or things like that and I just there's nothing more beautiful than someone who loves God's word and has been transformed by it 
And I just would love, you know, not necessarily even that during the nine weeks that girls are thinking, oh, this is the best study ever. But the 10, 15 years from now, they're like, you know what? I open my Bible and I'm not overwhelmed. I know what to do. Um, or when I'm wrestling with something, I remember like, oh, this is an invitation from the Lord and, and I don't have to panic here. Or when they're, when they're burdened by something they've applied from God's word to realize, you know what, I, I potentially misunderstood that. And I wonder if I have unwittingly put myself under the law rather than under Christ or, or something like that. I think that, that what I'm the most interested in is the fruit that this will bear over time. And if this study can give, like I said, anybody a shorter road to knowing and loving God, then I'm going to throw confetti. I'm going to throw the confetti like on the cover. That's just, I can't imagine anything better. Yeah. Man, I love fruit takes a long time to grow. And that is a great reminder for student pastors as you listen to this podcast and Mm -hmm. people as you... I think often we, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to see fruit happen immediately. There's nothing wrong with, like you said, opening it the first chapter and it's like, oh, I'm in for life. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And we take those, but I think we do often forget that fruit takes a long yeah. time to grow. And, and you know what, what? A great reminder. Uh, you know, that everyday act of reading your Bible, I mean, Instagram makes it, it does make it seem shiny because, you know, we're all eager to like post about it, but pursuing God and pursuing his word is not a shiny thing. And there's no trophies for this and nobody's throwing confetti at you. And no one's like, wow, like way to go. Here's a piece of cake. That's not the reward that we get. But what's beautiful is that God will take hundreds of tiny, unshiny acts of faithfulness and will use it to actually transform a life. Mm. And so that's what I think is so important and what I would encourage any ministry person in here to do, that there may be nothing shiny happening around you. And it may seem like the things you're doing are just meaningless or mundane and dull, but you work for a God whose kingdom is totally backwards. And the thing that the world you know, would call worthless, he calls worthwhile. And the things that the world calls pointless, he, he calls praiseworthy. And so we can persist and we can be faithful and we can continue to, you know, farm the fruit. I don't know. We can, what's the word? Cultivate the fruit. We can just stay faithful to take care of the fruit, whatever. <laughs> I'm better with Pop-Tart analogies than fruit <laughs> analogies. Um, but we can stay faithful because we know that, that there's treasure ahead that can shine brighter than we can ever imagine, even though the things we're doing right now may just look kind of ordinary and lame. And what I think you're doing with this study, I mean, you're doing so much with this study, but a big piece of it is just casting vision for these girls of what life can be like and really what God has, has in store for them. There's so much more than what so many girls experience in their life when they're looking to everything but the word. Mm. Um, yeah. But my wife and I this morning were having having a conversation around a, a song that she actually sang in her high school choir. And she came back across that song and was like, my word, I had no clue what I was singing when we sang that song. And um, Deep South, you know, growing up in Alabama, the choir was singing songs about the Lord and that was okay at that point right uh in in a public school 
But one of the main lines in that song is that the word of the Lord brings freshness to my soul. Oh, wow. And so we're, we're like both reading the words to this song and like almost crying over it this morning in the kitchen while the kids are uh, throwing their Cheerios at each other across the <laughs> breakfast table and just thanking the Lord for this moment, this reminder about how his word brings freshness to our soul. And I think that is, wow. that sums up so much of what you bring to the table with your study and, and your experience in delighting in the Lord that I think girls really can find that pathway to a freshness in their soul that really everybody is hungry for right now in the midst of That's this right. craziness that no one expected. There's a lack of freshness because there's a lack of community and there's a lack of connection and there's we're longing for so much, uh, but we have this word still so readily accessible to us that promises that connection with the one that matters and that promises that freshness that we need when the world is not offering any of that. And so, man, I'm so thankful from day one and talking to you, I've been so thankful for you and for your heart for the word, for the ministry that uh, that the Lord has given you that you've so faithfully stewarded. I mean, already, so this study just launched, and I haven't looked today, but I looked yesterday, um, and Better Than Life had two of the top five spots on youth Christian books on Amazon. So, cool. yeah, your Bible study awesome. book was number one. Your Bible study kit was number four. The kit almost never shows up in a top five of anything. <laughs> hey, where so, uh, go, kid? Yeah, <laughs> this right. is just, I think the Lord is going to use this in a tremendous way. I agree. And Caroline, we're so thankful to be able to partner with you. And I'll say this uh, because our publishing team has loved working with you like they they're all like giant fans and like they love you a lot so well, i'm a giant fan of them i've had i'm not, i'm telling y'all like i had to almost exclusively write to study at 5 a.m because of all these children and nothing <laughs> nothing gets me up at 5 a.m i'm telling you i'm not a morning person but every morning i was like i cannot believe i get to do this this is so fun it is absolute delight and this team is just the best. They are. So They're the best. So Thank you. Well, we have a moment of giveaway announcement. Uh, you've been patiently listening and watching and waiting. And I am now going to turn it over to Caroline to announce the winners. You get, uh, so there's going to be three people and you win the Bible study and a set of journaling pens to go along with it. There it is. Hey. Yeah, you can hold it up and people can see. Uh, yes. Yeah, so if you're listening to the, this on podcast audio later, you can go to lifeway.com slash better than life. And you, there's a sample there. You can see what Caroline just held up. Fire away. Here we go. Okay. I, I wish I had a good drum. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Here are the winners. <laughs> First winner. Misty Rivera. Way to go, Misty. Woo yeah, Misty. Hey, Misty. You got this, girl. All right, next one. Listen, Brenda. 
I'm going to say your name wrong. I love you anyways. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm going to try. Brenda V. There's an V. Brenda Venote. I feel like that v was a good shot. I did too. Brenda! Congratulations, job, Brenda. Brenda. Brenda V. Brenda V. You're my girl, <laughs> Brenda V. I'm excited that you won. And then the last one, this is actually, y'all didn't know this, but I actually know this person. The last one is Amy Smith. Hey, All Amy. Right. Good job, Amy. Uh, easier to pronounce, Smith. Yeah. Yeah. On that one. Hey, so if you are one of these three winners, congratulations. Um, Lifeway Girls is going to reach out to you directly as well. So if you happen to not be watching in this very moment, uh, we're going to reach out to you. Amanda, who is uh, the person behind the Lifeway Girls, is going to reach out to you and make sure that you have all the information you need to get your prize. So uh, be looking for that. Well, uh, let's wrap this thing up. And Caroline, I would love to give you the last word uh, of the podcast today. And, um, and then we will close everything out. So here is the last word. You can say whatever you want. It can be about Pop-Tarts. It can be about Ikea. <laughs> it can be, this, this, it's, it's your, it can be about fruit, whatever. Well, I'll say this. I used to read the Bible the way I watch a movie. And now I read the Bible the way I eat a piece of cake. I savor every bite. It has made all the difference. And we all need more cake. Am I right? It's the bread of life, but it's also kind of like cake. So highly recommend diving into God's word. And if this study can help you, then I'm pumped. I love I, it. The perfect way to end. This has been a live <laughs> episode of the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. We will see you next time.